So kind of what I wanted to start talking about, um, a lot of you have seen me um, post about or you've um, seen on social media or the news, um, this new Netflix um, series, Unbelievable. Um, and it basically, it's um, based on true events that happened, um, I can't remember, sometime mid to late 2000s. Um, about this girl that was raped in her own home um, by a stranger, just came in, and um, she immediately reports it the next day and um, basically is just destroyed by um, the detectives and the investigators and the police, and everybody is just kind of like railing her. Um, yeah, with like the main insulting questions that we all hear, but um, when something like that happens to you, and especially when you're um, when you're um, testifying about it so immediately, um, it can definitely come off as like if you've seen the show, people people kind of say that like, um, oh, she seems like she's fine. You know, she kind of seemed like herself. You know, she didn't really actually seem shaken up, and it's just like what. <laughs> what do you expect? Like you're in shock and whatever. Um, but basically just because of her stature and you know, the way that she told her story and, Oh, I don't quite remember this. And I don't quite remember this. Well, like, of course you don't, you're immediately experiencing PTSD. And, um, she is just questioned so much by the police officers that she, um, it's not really clear whether she, um, kind of talks herself out of whether or not this happened to her or whether or not she's decided that it's just not worth it to discuss um and it's too painful um to and not even worth um you know uh charging or trying to find this guy um it's just not worth it um so she retracts her statement um and says that she made the whole thing up and um the the county, I believe, or the city, um, actually charges her with, uh, false accusation and finds her. Um, and then it's crazy. Something like 10 plus years later, um, they capture a serial rapist. Um, some separate detectives capture a serial rapist and, um, you know, find evidence, um, photographic evidence that, you know, what happened to this girl 10 years ago really happened. Um, and it really, um, it's a really good show. I'm sorry if I just completely spoiled it for you. Um, but it was true events. So I'm sure you probably know what happens anyways. Um, but it was really, really good. Um, it was really well made and really just kind of brought me back to thinking like what happened, you know, with myself and if you've read my blog, then you know that, um, gosh, four years ago I was raped and, um, we actually in the next two years following, um, through a big old mess of things ended up going to court. Um, and you know, nothing came of anything. Um, but I actually had the opportunity to, um, testify against my, um, my offender and, um, I've never really spoken on what that was like. Um, but I think that, um, you know, watching this Netflix series, um, kind of just 
I don't know. Like, I think that people are honestly so shocked when they see the show because they're like, oh, does, is that really how, you know, how it happens and how it went down? Like, are, um, are people really, um, you know, that aggressive towards, um, you know, people that claim to have been, you know, sexually assaulted or raped? Um, and the answer is yes. Um, unfortunately, the answer is yes. And um, I kind of just wanted to go through and share a little bit of my story and my experience um, with not only um, the detectives um, and law enforcement and stuff, but um, just kind of give you guys an inside scoop as to what it was like to um, be um, in the courtroom and, you know, testifying and um, being cross-examined and just kind of what that looked like for me and um, just like, I guess my whole point is to spread the awareness, um, that it's not fair the way that, um, sexual assault survivors are treated. Um, it's just absolutely ridiculous, you know? And this is a point that they made in the Netflix show is, um, I don't remember what they said, you know, if somebody, I think it was about robberies, um, you know, if someone broke into your house and stole a bunch of things and you reported it to the police, um, yeah, they're going to ask you what happened. Um, but they're probably not going to question you uh, multiple times as to whether or not that really happened. Um, and that's the case with all other types of crimes, you know, um, nobody really ever it's not to say that it doesn't happen there's a very small percentage you know of crimes that are falsely reported um that people are just making stuff up it does happen rarely um but it's just like it's not common it's not common at all and it's just ridiculous that that people and law enforcement just think that it is especially with sexual assault cases it's just like why would I make that up um So, January 4th, 2016, I wrote in my blog, nobody talks about sexual assault. And that was definitely true at the time when I wrote it. And um, I think it's still true today. But I think in the last year, even two years, um, it's really become a more popular... um, topic of conversation, um, whether that's, um, with celebrities in the news, um, whether that's in a politic conversation, um, whether that's in, um, you know, a new Netflix series or, you know, whatever, um, I think that it's definitely becoming a more popular topic of conversation. Um, and that's really good because, one of the main issues with sexual assault is that it's not talked about and it's not um, something that people have a lot of knowledge or information about, um, you know, the statistics or um, the the effects. Um, and so it's definitely good that it's something that's being discussed. Um, but at the same time, it's not really something that we're quite active about yet. Um, and I know that that'll come, that'll come with time. Um, but 
for now, let's just keep talking about it. Um, let's just keep being supportive and active and aware of what's going on. Um, so start off by saying that, um, a lot of you know about or have previously read my blog, um, and if you haven't and you'd like to catch up, um, you can go to helloiamasurvivor.wordpress.com um, to just kind of read a couple of stories that I wrote about um, my personal life um, and my personal struggle um, and experience with sexual assault and, um, you know, some different mental health issues and things like that. Um, and I think that what I really want to do um, for this first episode is to just kind of give, um, I don't know, I'd like for it to be a brief overview, but I feel like once I start talking about it, I'm going to really get into it. So I don't know, we'll just figure whatever comes out, comes out. Um, <laughs> um, it's just kind of share like a brief um, overview of my sexual assault um and what that looked like um I'm not gonna go into too many details because it's just not necessary quite honestly um and um I want to start off by saying like I'm not sharing this story I'm not sharing this podcast I didn't share my blog because I wanted your sympathy I don't. Um, of course, I appreciate um, all of the support and messages um, of love and um, support that I've gotten from you guys um, because of my blog. And um, but that's not what I'm doing it for. Like, what I'm mainly doing it for is to spread awareness. Yes, but I think that it hits people a lot harder when it's about someone that they know, um, when it's about someone they grew up with or, um, you know, it's about their sister's friend or um, it's about whoever, um, even just an acquaintance, even somebody that I went to high school with, it just affects you more. Um, It makes you care more. And, um, it just makes it more real for you. Yeah, it's terrible to hear the stories about, you know, on the news of, you know, this happened and this happened and, oh, that's terrible, but it was across the country or it was in another state or it wasn't in this town. Um, you know, that sucks, but I didn't know her or I didn't know him. Um, and so it just becomes more real and it becomes more, um, of an important issue to you um, when it's someone you know. And I can absolutely guarantee that I am not the only person you know. I am definitely not the only person you know that has been sexually assaulted. I'm just not. Um, I could throw out some stat that may or may not be true, but <laughs> you can do the research. Um, whether they've told you about it or not, you know um, a boy, you know a girl, you know a man, you know a woman um, 
that has experienced something like this. Um, and so anyways, I don't know where I was going with that. (laughs) I'm just going to get started um, with my story and I don't know, we'll see where it goes. I have no type of script or anything. Um, I'm not reading this from anything. This is straight from my memory um, to the best of my memory, how I remember. Um, This night, um, the day after, and then the effects and really um, what I'll probably focus on will be the the legal proceedings. Um, And um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Um, Basically, oh gosh, four years ago, um, July 2015, um, I was raped at a house party. Um, And like I said, I'm really not going to get into the details of all of it, um, of what happened. Um, There's no need to be... um, discussing those details but basically um I was at a friend's house um one of my high school friends had a little party had some friends over we were drinking um let's see I was 19 at the time um and uh I to put to put in perspective of where I kind of was at that point in my life I had um just broken up with my boyfriend Um, We dated on and off for, I don't know, a couple years. We'd lived together for about a year. And so earlier in the week, um, we had had a pretty messy breakup. Um, I moved out um, of our apartment and had moved back in with my parents. So I was just a mess, an absolute mess. And honestly, to be completely honest, my intentions going into this party with my friends was to get completely wasted and just have a good time and not, you know, not think about, you know, my ex-boyfriend or, you know, whatever. Um, just gonna be completely honest. And so, um, basically what had happened was, uh, one of my friends had invited some guys over, um, that nobody else really knew. Um, they had drove from out of town to come to the party and, you know, I, I had plans to hook up with one of them. Um, and, um, that ended up going obviously pretty poorly. Um, and, uh, I was raped. Um, and what I remember, um, immediately after, I still remember, um, immediately running down the hall, um, to, my friend's room, um, who, whose house we were at, um, I ran right into his room, um, completely naked, crying, screaming my head off, um, and, um, he, uh, he, he locked me in his room, uh, he gave me some clothes, and, um, kicked the guys out, um, you know, told him to leave, um, party's over, and he drove me home, uh, to my parents' house, um, I passed out in the car, and, uh, when we got to my parents' house, I just remember, like, 
getting out of the car, I fell on the sidewalk and was just screaming bloody murder um, for, I don't even remember. I remember I just, I wanted to be inside. I wanted my sister. Um, I was terrified. And um, I don't entirely remember, you know, who came outside or what happened. Um, but I do remember um, just getting into bed, getting into my bed in my room um, and my friend talking to uh, my parents. And um, the next thing I knew, I uh, woke up, I don't know, five, ten minutes later um, to a police officer, um, you know, standing in my bedroom door. Um, He said, hey, you know, can you come out? Um, Let's talk. So I came out into the living room. Um, There were some other police officers, um, EMT we talked a little bit. Um, I don't entirely remember if um, I went ahead and told that. I think I just briefly might have mentioned what had happened. Um, and they said, okay, well, we need to, you know, we need to take you to the hospital. And this is in the middle of the night, two, three o'clock in the morning, if I had to guess. Um, I found out years later, um, and this is just ridiculous. Like, it's so ridiculous. You just have to laugh about it. Um, <laughs> I found out year, years later that the uh, the police officers wanted to arrest me um, for underage drinking, um, and it's just <laughs> it's just like I have to laugh about it because it's just like if they had any possible idea what was going on, um, which I'm sure they did. Someone must have said something, or they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't have sent police officers and uh, ambulance to my house. Um, and just to think that that's even something that crossed their mind um, is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, so anyways, I remember um, getting in the ambulance and uh, going to the hospital. And they did like a very brief physical. Um, it gave me some IV fluids to kind of sober me up. Um, and then I just immediately um, went to um, a different... A different um, clinic, basically. Um, one of the female police officers um, had... I don't even think... She didn't go recommend. It was like, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. And this is kind of where um, things get a little different with my story and then other um, other people's is... Um, I never technically reported this sexual assault on my own. I did not. Um, and that's always something that I've thought about. Like, um, you know, if things had happened differently, is this something that I would have done or not? Who knows? We'll never know. Um, but this particular part of the story is where I really count myself terribly, terribly blessed, um, and fortunate, um, because they took me to, a nonprofit organization and clinic um, in Raleigh um, called Interact. Um, and if you know anything about me, really, or um, have heard my story before, you know that that's an organization that I hold very, very near and dear to my heart. Um, that organization has impacted and changed my life in more ways than I will ever be able to um, fully express and definitely not be able to repay them for. Um, but that's where I was immediately taken, um, after my brief physical at the hospital. Um, and they have a, a small clinic, um, at the nonprofit, um, called the Solace Center. Um, 
and the main um the main point of the solace center um is to um document the uh physical effects of sexual assaults and domestic violence um those are kind of the two main things that um interact handles um they do counseling and therapies and support groups and um all sorts of things for um sexual assault and domestic violence survivors um but the solace center in particular has um some nurse practitioners um and physicians that are um specifically trained to um to handle um rape cases um that's where they did my rape kit um and documented um any type of um physical evidence basically um and i really don't remember much um it was really um I think I was just numb still at that point. Um, I hadn't slept at all that night. Um, at this point when we were at the clinic, um, this is like nine o'clock Saturday morning. Um, and I think that I was just in disbelief still. Um, I was still in shock. Um, and, um, but the few things I do remember about the rape kit, um, it was long, um, photographing and documenting everything um you know they give you your antibiotics and all that good stuff and then um they have to take pictures um of whatever the tiniest bruise or bump or scrape or laceration um has to be documented for um for court and um so after they did all of that um I took a shower I changed and that is really the first time I remember sitting down in a room across from a police officer and in detail sharing what had happened. Um, and um, a lot of you have probably um, seen the new, the new Netflix series um, called Unbelievable. Um, eight episodes based on true events that happened um, uh, I don't remember. I want to say 2009, but I can't quite remember. Um, basically, the story's about a girl. Um, well, the show is based on the events of a serial uh, rapist um, that happened um, a few years ago. Um, and it centers around this one girl that was raped in her home and it's kind of unclear as to, um, she reports the rape and it's kind of unclear as to whether or not, um, well, let me back up. She reports the rape. She goes into, um, to, um, you know, document X, Y, and Z. This happened. Here's my rape kit. Take some pictures. Let me tell you what happened. Um, and I love this show because um it's hard to watch I'm not gonna lie to you it's hard to watch and the reason it's hard to watch is because it's so real you know I was watching this and this is what kind of kick-started me wanting to jump back into um blogging or podcasting is because it's so real and so accurately depicted um everything that happened to that girl 
I related to because it's exactly what happened to me. Um, the timeline of things, um, the way she's spoken to, the way she's questioned and interrogated, um, I related to. Um, and so that's what I really appreciate about this show is, yeah, it's hard to watch, but it's hard to watch because it's real. Um, and basically what ends up happening is, um, she's interrogated so much, um, and so rudely to the point where, um, she retracts her statement, um, and she says that she lied, and she wasn't actually raped, and she made it up, um, and it's unclear as to whether or not she did that because she really was confused, and, um, the interrogation, you know, kind of made her question, hey, did this really happen to me? Um, that's not uncommon, especially, um, since, you know, it's, it hasn't even been 24 hours since she's been assaulted. Um, she's still in shock. So that kind of questioning is really not uncommon. Um, but it also could be just because, and this is kind of where I related more is she retracts her statement and says she was lying because it's too painful and not worth the humiliation and interrogation of reporting it. And so either way, it's unclear, um, in the show at least, I haven't done the actual research as to whether or not we find out why, um, she says that she lied, um, but anyways, she does, um, they close the case and they actually fine her, um, for, um, falsely testifying or, um, for giving a false, false accusation or false statement, I don't remember what the charge was, but she's fined a couple hundred dollars. And basically the story goes on, um, years past, I think it was almost a decade. Um, and they finally catch, um, this serial rapist, um, that we've been following at different parts of the story. Um, and, um, this is real. This is how it happened. They catch a serial rapist that they've been tracking. And this guy took, um, photographic evidence of, um, of the girls that he raped. Um, and so after they've captured this guy, um, who they've been tracking based on other women's stories, um, they find pictures of this first girl. Um, and the detectives contact her, um, and say, Hey, you know, this is what we found. This really did happen to you. Um, and, it was, it was a good show. Um, it was really difficult to watch. Um, but like I said, it's just because it's so real and raw and that's just, that's what happens. I think they very accurately, um, describe what it's like to, um, report your sexual assault, um, in different aspects and things like that. Um, and anyways, like I said, I just related to it a lot, um, particularly, you know, when this first girl's being interrogated and things like that. Um, I love how they film it in the movie because it is so like she probably tells her story six times that day, that first day. Um, and that really is what it's like. It's a, oh, can you tell him what happened? OK, now can you tell him what happened? OK, now can you write it down? OK, now we're going to record a video of you saying it again. And you have to use the exact same words every time or you're questioned. Um, 
And they make this point in the TV show, you know, well, how come, you know, how come sexual assault is the only, the only type of crime where the victim is questioned? Um, I can't remember the crime that they related it to, but, um, we'll just use robbery, for example. Um, nobody reports a robbery and is really questioned as to, hey, did that actually happen? Or are you making that up? Or, you know, was that actually stolen or, you know, or not? Um, and it's just, like, ridiculous. And we'll get into that and what that looked like for me and how that played out in my, in my, um, in my case. Um, but, um, I'm gonna stop here and, cause I'm kind of getting a little worked up, um, and off topic, um. But I'll pick back up in just a minute with um, the aftermath for me, um, what that looks like as far as emotions, and really what I want to get into is the the legal aspects of things. Um, I haven't really spoken on what happened to me as far as the um, the court case and uh, what that looked like, and um, that is something that I want to share. So.